lot of it's true. A lot of it is true. But you got to think, I haven't played basketball in, in, in so long, and I'm so passionate, and I love the game, and I don't do it for any other reason except for to compete and go up against the best to try to prove that I can hang. So all my emotion came out at one time. Was it the right way to do it? No. But I can't control that when I'm out there competing. Like, that's my love of the game. That's raw me. Me at my finest. Me at my purest. That's what you're going to get inside the lines. I was going to say, is it not the right way for it to come out? Do you think it was the wrong thing to do? Or was no. it an okay thing to do? I, I think that I was honest. Was I brutally honest? Yes. But I, I think that that's the problem. Everybody's so scared to be honest with one another. If you didn't like the way that I handled myself in, in, in practice... One of the players come up to me. Somebody say something. Anybody. I'm not going to take it offense. It's not personal. Jimmy, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you, you're probably right. I would have said, I ain't hooped in I don't know how long. I mean, I'm passionate about it. I love the game and I love to win. And that's all I was out there doing was competing, playing hard, doing what I'm supposed to do on the basketball court. Welcome to the Bench Warmer Post, where I, your host, Anika Ahmed, will be going over the NBA world. Whether it's the playoffs, the tank-offs, trade deadlines, off-court drama, you name it, I cover it. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy. you guys just heard was an excerpt of the interview that Jimmy Butler did with ESPN hours after the reports of what went on under this scrimmage happened between the Minnesota Timberwolves and Jimmy Butler and all the nonsense that has led up to this point in terms of getting the trade done and I gotta say Jimmy Butler who was made out to be the bad guy who Everyone thought that he was a locker room cancer, even I did. Everyone who thought that, oh, you know, he's just been way too hard. He's going crazy. And with all that being said, he played it smart. He played it extremely smart with all of this. Now, apparently, uh, he called up, Jimmy Butler called up ESPN yesterday to set up the interview. He planned this whole thing out. Because he knew the bad press he was getting. He knew some of the, I guess, issues that were holding up like the, his trade value. Not just because he's a one-year rental at this point, but because that there's like rumors that he might be a locker room cancer. <clears throat> he's he's very obsessed with Tibbs, or Tibbs is obsessed with him, and there's just like a lot of like flack right now against him. And he plays very smart. Um. One thing to say is that you can't fault the guy for like his complaints, if anything. Um, really, let me just break down what happened in the scrimmage according to Adrian Wojnarowski and other beat writers. So, um, and this is the kicker. This one's the kicker. But at one point in the scrimmage, sources said, Butler turned to GM Scott Lady and screamed, You fucking need me. You can't win without me. Butler left teammates and coaches largely speechless. He dominated Jim in every way. Jimmy's back. Now, that's not saying that Jimmy Butler's going to be back into the Timberwolves because I don't think that's going to be resolved at this point. But the fact that he sunned 
calling towns into submission. It just it it's not good at all because there were already concerns that Colony Towns was soft, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. It was soft like that. But the fact that Jimmy Butler just comes in out of nowhere and by the way, Jimmy Butler wasn't going against like wasn't playing with starters on the scrimmage. He's playing with third string bench players. And he was taking on the starters. That includes Carl Anthony Towns. That includes Andrew Wiggins, who did have a good game. And he even dapped up Jimmy Butler after the scrimmage. But Jimmy Butler dominated Carl Anthony Towns. And it was just, oh my lord. Jimmy Butler really is the real deal. He's really that good. <clears throat> and that, like, it really just puts into your head, like, oh, did the, did the Wolves make a mistake? Did they, did they side with the wrong dude? Not, 10 out of 10 times, you would always side with the younger dude. But the fact that Colin Towns, he's not having the impact as he should. And he's being called soft by this guy who's been in the league for a while. It, you know, and he's right that they do need him. Because when Jimmy Butler was on the team and was they were all playing cohesively, they were a top three team in the West. They were an elite team in the West and... Now, if, when they trade him, or if they do at this point, they, they're, they're going to be back to square one. That's what it really is. And it's it's interesting because, you know, um, during the scrimmage, he kept on saying that Wiggins is soft. And asked Carl Anthony Towns, why do you like getting dunked on so much? Uh, Wiggins apparently line, like lit up, of course, but not enough to win. But Carl Anthony Towns didn't do much at all. In this scrimmage, at least. And it's just so interesting because this is another tweet that Wojnarowski put out. But he states that after um, Jimmy Butler's entire speech about, like, how much the Timberwolves need him and how much, how good he is and how their young players are soft. He says that a lot of Minnesota players left Timberwolves practice today energized by Butler's performance mesmerized with him t- taking the end of the bench players and running the table on the regulars, sources said. At the end, he marched out like if a mic dropped. Butler delivered a tour de force. <laughs> now that's, that's, aside from that being a funny tweet, it's, oh, wow. He, Colin Towns ain't gonna, you have not even heard anything. <clears throat> the fact that Colin Towns signed a five-year extension with the Timberwolves if he doesn't get better or if he's too soft, time will tell if that's really the case. But it sounds like it's starting to look like it. And Conte Towns, he's still young, but you can't be soft if you're really trying to be like one of the best. Um, Butler even says that, am I being tough on him? Referring to Cat. Yeah, that's who I am, he said. I'm not the most talented player on the team. Who is the most talented player on our team? Conte Towns. Who is the most God-gifted player on our team? Wiggs. Who plays the hardest? Me. I play hard. I put my body on the line every day. That tells you something that Jimmy Butler has that mentality of Michael Jordan's insane work ethic. He wouldn't have gone here without having that. He's showing it to these young guys who, aside from Wiggins, who does show up in like brief uh, brief points in time like against the Cavaliers because they traded him, but he shows up on brief points of time, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't show up, and it's 
it's kind of concerning, really. Yes, he's still young, but if he doesn't like how Butler is using with the team, like vibing with the team, because he's going hard and Conte Towns is not, of course there's going to be contention there. And there's, of course, going to be contention there. But the fact that this guy took a bunch of third-string bench players and just dominated the entire court against the starters, against Carlton Towns and Andrew Wiggins, man, that's that's got to be a low blow. And apparently the Timberwolves organization, apparently Tom Thibodeau himself, really enjoyed it because they were all fired up from it. They were all fired up. It even gets worse with Carlton Towns because... Apparently to Chris Haynes, <clears throat> at one point, he states, Butler found himself guarding Conte Towns in the post, and when the big man received an entry pass, Butler yelled, he can't do shit against me, and Towns ended up kicking the ball out, league sources said. That's, that's wow, I, damn, dude, like, if it's true that Conte Towns is really that soft, you have a problem. You truly do have a problem in terms of, like, what is really going to go on? It's, it's, it's a difficult situation now because Jimmy Butler, his trade value kind of went up with this because he wants to win. And that gives like teams like Houston, I guess, it gives them more incentive to add more into the trade deal. And it also kind of helps Minnesota in that way. But if the, fa- if the, if the fact is, is that the Minnesota Timberwolves front or front office liked what Jimmy Butler brought out there and the scrimmage, I think that it's the best practice of all offseason. They love the intensity, apparently, to Scott Van Gundy. By the way, why is there another Scott Van Gundy? I thought there was just Steve and... I mean, I thought there was Jeff and Steve. There's a Scott now? Really, man? But the fact that they think it was the best practice in the entire season? Wow. <laughs> I don't know if they want to train him now. He made a statement, and he definitely did. And Jimmy Butler says it's not resolved yet, but if they could get resolved, the fact that Jimmy Butler has this type of work ethic, if he could help Conte Towns and Andrew Wiggins to a lesser degree really become hard, like, players, who's to say they won't go to the, like, well, they're not going to go to Western Conference Finals, but who's to say they won't go to the second round at least? Or the semis? It's an interesting it's an interesting quandary because a few days ago or even a week ago you would have people saying oh he's a locking cancer trade him there, there's like no point Conte Towns are our future but now people are starting to doubt themselves I'm doubting myself too cuz 10 out of 10 times like I said you go with the younger player who has the better potential instead of the aging dude who's about to turn 30 and has a uh, year left and is going to become a year rent. I mean, a year rental to whoever gets him. But then you see his mentality. You compare that to your younger player, and you see that the older player is calling out the younger player, and yet the younger player didn't step up when the other younger player, who has the God-given gifts of a basketball player, steps up in the scrimmage. Yet, apparently, your franchise cornerstone doesn't. You have to wonder that. Maybe instead of Collins and Townsend Wiggins, maybe it should be Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins. Maybe that's what you need. Or if you can resolve it, Collins and Towns 
Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler. And you have like Jeff Teague there and then, you know, Taj Gibson, I guess. But regardless, you really have to start thinking that. And I think Minnesota fans are low-key worried that he is the Pillsbury Doughboy. Carl Ante Towns is just that soft. He's he's known for his Fortnite playing, and I get that, but maybe he should be spending more time in the gym. And that, that it, this little inkling of a feeling seeps into your mind and that you don't know if Jimmy Butler, what he's saying is right or wrong. You see the argument. You see the signs, but you don't want to believe it. it it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's a little unnerving for Minnesota fans, to be honest with you. But really, kudos to Jimmy Butler for setting this up. Kudos to him for actually just going out there, showing that he could play, showing that he could dominate against Carl Towns, showing that Wiggins still has that fire indirectly in him, showing that he is not who the media portrays him to be. He is not that guy that has a locker room fights all the time. He does have a good place in his heart, and all great teams need that type of dude that has that mentality and work ethic to really show off that that team is ready there to play. That team is needs to have that one dude who's always 24-7, 300% on. Jim Butler is that dude. And if anything, if Houston Rockets do give up Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker on a pick for Jimmy Butler, I think that firepower with Melo, CP3, Harden, Capella, um, and then Jimmy Butler matches the Warriors. Even if he doesn't sign the extension, you have enough firepower, you have enough defense, you have enough offense. That's a great combination. Great combination. And... I think people should be wary of whatever happens next. I don't know if Houston's going to take him. I don't think they're going to give up uh, Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker in a first-round pick or whatever. I I think what's going to happen is that some unrelated team might just come up and swoop, swoop in and take him. Maybe it's OKC again because they've done it before with, with Paul George and actually convinced him to stay. Or maybe it's like... Who else? I, I could, I could see him. <clears throat> for his mentality, people say the Lakers, but I, I don't think it's that's ever going to be the case. Knicks fans I know have given up on him, so that that's gone. And really, I don't really want him there. We're trying to rebuild, so it's not about us. It's not about him for us. Um. <laughs> The Heat, the Heat are still trying to vie for like whatever they can, and yet they want to give up, want to get Josh Richardson, who is about to sign an extension with the Miami Heat. So if he does sign an extension with the Miami Heat, gets traded, that means he's locked into the Minnesota Timberwolves for an extended amount of time. So who knows? But what this tells you about Jimmy Butler is that he's willing to do anything that he's about. He wants to win. <clears throat> now, let's hope he doesn't go to the Warriors in some way, crazy shape, or form, because I, I would cry. I would seriously cry, but 
this is what made the Warriors great. This is what made LeBron great in 2016. This is what made the 2011 Mavs great. This is what made the Bad Boy Pistons great. This is what made the 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 trio of the Boston Celtics in 2008 great. And this is what made Michael Jordan great. This is what made Shaq great. This is what made Kobe great. This is what made LeBron great. Ben Wallace. Dirk Nowitzki. This is what Charles Barkley tried to do. And I think without this mentality, you aren't going to win a championship. I think it's going to be a tough decision for the Minnesota Timberwolves since they really enjoyed what he brought into this practice whether or not they should trade him and whether or not they should get lesser equal value or try to skimp over that uh, equal value to a greater value, who knows. But fact remains is that this Jimmy Butler thing that people have been running right now, he really changed his entire perception of who he is in this one heel turn. Kudos to Jimmy Butler. He deserves it. It was a very smart play. He's winning it, he's winning it now. He's, he's really winning... Like some some of his uh, trade leverage, his his trade leverage back. He's gonna get good offers from teams when he's like you know free agent next year. He's and whoever team gets him is gonna get a surefire guy that's willing to win, no matter what. Regardless if he stays on Timberwolves or if he goes to Houston, the Heat, wherever, you have a surefire winner there, and I think that's what every team needs so thank you guys for listening and I'm calling it a day hopefully he gets traded hopefully we hear some news about anything but yeah you heard it here just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening I know I have to be a little bit more consistent but it'll get there it'll take some time but if you would like to support me even more Follow me on Twitter at the Bench Warmer Post. Follow me on Instagram at the Bench Warmer Post. I will put up more content. I'm very active on Twitter, and if anyone wants to be on the podcast, just send me a DM, send me a private message, and you know, share the podcast episodes through Spotify, iTunes, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Um, but thank you all for listening, and get back to you guys soon. Peace out.